Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. We are talking about how to help your clients avoid pod fade. And if you're unfamiliar with that word, don't worry, I will define it for you today. But before we get started, I wanted to say Happy New Year. I know we're a couple of weeks in, but Happy New Year. I hope it's off to a great start. I am so excited to be recording you guys more episodes for this year, bring on some more excellent guests this year. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for making 2021 such a great year for my podcast. Just hearing from you guys about episodes and seeing that you guys are listening consistently, that just makes me so, so happy as a podcast manager and as a podcaster. So thank you so much for talking back at me. I want this to be a conversation. So this is your invitation to drop into my DMs. Let me know what you think about this episode or an episode that you recently listened to. I absolutely love hearing from you guys. The topic that we're talking about today had come up at the end of the year, as it usually does, because, you know, people get start to get busy around the holidays. And so I wanted to start the year off with this episode so we could look at the year as a whole and see how we can help our clients to avoid pod fade. So pod fade is when someone starts a podcast and they just slowly fade out and it happens. So as most podcasting statistics go... They're kind of hard to come by and they're not always likely to believe. But I do have a stat for you from 2018, years ago at this point. But in 2018, the Blueberry CEO said that about 75% of podcasts were no longer in production. So there's this stat going around that there's a 75% pod fade rate. And I mean, to me, that sounds insane because there's a ton of shows that I've worked on. I would say the shows I've worked on I would say the you know the pod fade rate is maybe like 10%. So low, so low. But then you have to remember all these podcasts that have come into the the world and people have just thought I'm going to start a podcast and they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. And so yeah, I can totally see how those people would have a higher rate of pod fade. So I just wanted to point that out in the beginning that I do believe that the clients that you're most likely to work with, someone that's going to hire someone and pay a good rate for a podcast manager, they're a lot less likely to pod fade, but it's still definitely a possibility. And so not only pod fade as in like completely shut down their podcast, but just lose motivation. And so that's one of the things that I really want to dive into today is your role in helping a client stay motivated in their show. And so we're going to talk about what your role is and my best five tips on keeping your clients from pod fading, losing interest in their show, and keeping them motivated to keep producing more and more. Because I, one of the things I found talking to a lot of podcast managers and from my personal experience is that we love the shows that our clients are producing. And sometimes we love them more than the client even does because the client can get up in their feels and not know like, oh, is this really good? I don't even know. Very common, right? Right. 
but we're like, no, this is amazing. You know, you need to keep going. And so we're oftentimes invested in these shows because we just really enjoy them. Uh, but to start off with, I would say that we aren't responsible for keeping our clients motivated. We aren't responsible for that, right? Unless you're like in a coach role, I feel like that could be more of a coaching role is helping your client stay motivated. And I think this is kind of like a bonus thing that you add to your services. And that's why we're talking about it today. But ultimately speaking, the burden is not on you. I guess that's the way that I want to word it is that the burden is not on you to have to continue selling the idea that podcasting is a good fit for them, right? We want to attract clients who really love podcasting and want to do this so that we don't have to constantly be selling them that, hey, you should keep doing this. You should be doing. I mean, that is exhausting, right? And I certainly don't want to be in that position as I don't want to be in that position with, you know, my podcast manager students of you should keep doing this. It's like, no, we need to all have our internal motivation, our internal drive, our own reasons as to why we're doing what we're doing. And then when we come together, we keep each other motivated. But ultimately speaking, this isn't 100% on you, right? So with that in mind, what can you do to keep your client excited about the show and producing some really great episodes? The first thing that I wanted to point out was you can help your clients avoid pod fade with your processes. So the processes that you have specifically when you're landing the client should weed out potential clients that are really not invested in podcasting, right? So if a client is going to pay $500, $1,000, $1,500 for a podcast manager, that means they're pretty committed, right? Like this isn't just like a little idea that they had that they're like, just, yeah, let's do this. Let's pull the trigger. No, they've thought about this. This is something that they're really invested in doing. And majority of clients are thinking, you know, they're going to do this for a year, two years, three years more, right? It's not just like a quick strategy that they're going to test out, see if it works and then and then pull back on. So your processes in general, your copy, the way you walk a client through the process of landing them, that in itself will weed out the clients who are simply not motivated enough. And through your processes, you're also highlighting what type of commitment this is. So if they're unaware, and maybe they are willing to spend the big bucks without being that committed, through your processes of landing this client, you'll show them what this is really going to look like, right? You're going to be talking through, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. This is what you're going to be doing. And this is a a tool that I use to manage the process. So as you're talking through that, they're going to be putting it together. Okay, you know, to launch my podcast, like this is what it's going to take. And they're going to be able to see the writing on the wall. Okay, if I'm not committed to doing this, this isn't worth it. So I just think from the start, when you have these processes in place and just the kind of the formalities of landing a client, it really helps people see what this commitment looks like. And it also comes back to this idea that I'm kind of obsessed with, which is don't make things sound too easy. I think in the world and like everything we encounter, it's like things are marketed as being so easy. And I have this habit of even using like, it's so easy. It's so simple. It's so, but it's like, even though I'm not a fan of losing weight, like, you know, losing weight's so easy or, you know, selling your house and or remodeling your house. is so easy. Just follow these three steps. Like what? No, <laughs> it's not easy. There's only a few things in life that are that easy. And so I think we have to watch our own marketing and make sure that we aren't 
acting as if this is so easy. It can be like words to use instead of easy would be straightforward, simple, smooth. That's what you're providing to a client. You're providing ease in the process, but you're not telling them this is going to be so easy for you to launch a podcast because you just do not want to attract people that are looking for easy. You want to attract people that are looking for impact, who are looking for a high quality product. So that's number one. Number two is you should understand this client's motivation and what type of ROI they're looking for. Now we have some previous episodes on ROI, but one of the things that you need to learn about your client early on is what their motivation is with their show, which you could probably uncover in the discovery call and take notes on on what it really is and what type of ROI they're looking for, especially when it comes to just not financial ROI. You know, that's one of them. But what are some other ROIs that they're really focused on? Because when you have this information, that is what you then will focus on each month. So whenever you send this client your stats and analytics, which I believe you should do every single month, every single podcast manager I think should provide this, whenever you send these stats and analytics, you can make sure you're highlighting what they're looking for, what matters most to them. If they're really into you know, hearing back from their community, then you should look for ways that their community is speaking back to them, right? Reviews, maybe in their free Facebook group, comments on their Instagram posts, like pull those things out and show them, hey, this is the impact that you're making. Hey, this is the community that you're building. I just wanted to remind you, let's celebrate this together. So there, it's then put in front of their face like, okay, great. I'm, I'm getting the ROI that I'm looking for. Because whenever they stay connected to their motivation and whenever they feel as if they're getting their ROI, they're going to stay motivated. They're going to stay into the show. But it's really easy to kind of just let months go by and not talk about these things. Or maybe be kind of like hesitant to talk about them, right? Because you maybe you feel like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to deliver on the ROI. I totally get that. And it's not all on you. But not talking about it and avoiding it also doesn't help. So I love just like talking about the elephant in the room. So I would encourage you also to name the elephant in the room and talk about the elephant in the room and try to deliver on the elephant in the room because I think that really, really will set you apart. My third tip for you to help your clients avoid pod fade is to offer a quarterly call to regroup with them. And maybe right now you're offering a monthly call. I'm not personally a fan of monthly calls as a client or as a service provider because I just think months go so fast. Months go so fast. We don't need to talk every single month. But every single quarter, yes, I think a quarter is a great time to regroup, especially with something like a podcast where you want more data than a month. And so I think quarterly calls, you don't have to offer these, but I think it's a piece of this puzzle that would make sense. And you could just offer them like, hey, would you want to get on a call this quarter? We can talk about any questions you have on the show. You can talk about, you know, this ROI piece, this motivation piece. Maybe they're starting to kind of slack with your policies and you can regroup. You can say, hey, I just wanted to remind you that I would really love to get your episodes two weeks ahead of time. And you can get like their verbal, okay, yes, I'm going to be doing that, right? Like I just had those conversations with a couple of my team members right at the start of this year was like, okay, hey, let's get back on our schedule. Let's be, you know, let's hit these due dates that we have for each other. And it's just good to have that regrouping moment. So offer these quarterly calls so you can chat with them about how they're feeling. 
And I wouldn't necessarily word it that way. I would just say, hey, let's just regroup. Let's talk through anything that you have going on. You could also talk about launches they have coming up for their courses or what have you. So you also are getting kind of an inside look at their business and you can help them, you know, with the show based on what's also happening in their business. My fourth tip for you is to look for ways to tighten up your workflow with them. Some things that I see and that I've been part of is like when you have like a million hands in the pot, like you've got a social media manager and a copywriter and an OBM and Joe Schmo on the street, everybody's working on the show and the process takes a long time. Personally, I believe like that type of workflow where it's a long process that gets tiring for everyone after a while. So offer suggestions on possibly things that you could take over or offer to work directly with another team member if you're like, you know, maybe you're in a situation where you're working with an OBM and like sometimes you talk to the client and like, you know, you never talk to the social media manager. It's like, is there a way that you can tighten up this workflow so you can just talk directly to the social media manager and you don't have to talk through people to get something done? And maybe you're like, wow, I've, I've never been on a team like this. They exist. <laughs> they exist. And it's always easier to just, you know, tell a social media manager, hey, the podcast episode's ready. You can make your graphic now. Or instead of having to go through an OBM or go through a client, you know, you could be the person that says, hey, would it be easier for or hey, hey, I can do this if that's OK with you. I think it would save some time each week for me to talk directly to another team member or whatever. Or you could have suggestions for the client on batch recording. And if you're not familiar with batch recording, that would be recording a couple solo episodes right in a row. Or when they sit down to record a interview to also record a solo. That one's kind of hard, in my opinion. I think not a lot of people are have the kind of the stamina to do that. But, you know, recording more than one episode in a row. But also when it comes to batch recording, to have a client record the intro to an interview right after the interview. Oh my gosh, I love when I do this and I don't have to come back to record the intro. So maybe your client's already doing that. Awesome, that saves time. But maybe you're kind of always waiting for intros. You know, the interviews are ready, but the intros are not. You could say, hey, can we try doing this? See if that works for you. Then I can get you stuff back quicker because I have it all and I don't have to wait for anything. So, and then, you know, use your own creativity on ways to tighten up your workflow so that it's not exhausting for you and for them and keeps everybody excited about the show. Okay, my fifth and last tip for you for helping your clients avoid pod fade is getting ready for the holidays, which I did in a complete episode on that you should go listen to, even though it's it's January or whatever month it is that you're listening to this, go listen to that episode because I feel like you can't be thinking about it early enough. You know, like, September is when we should be thinking about the holidays. So if it's anywhere close to September, go back to that episode and listen to that one about how to prepare your your clients for the holidays. But also, this mentality can also happen in the summer, especially if you're working with clients where their summers are dramatically different than their rest of their years, right? So if you work with teachers, duh, you know, summer's totally different. But just moms, right? Like my summer looks a lot different than the school year. And so how can you help your clients get ready for the summer so that they're not like, oh, shoot, I'm really struggling to record because it's the middle of June and I'm going on vacation and I'm living it up with my kids. 
and I don't have any time to, to record. So this could be a conversation that you have in, you know, March, April of, hey, let's get some interviews a couple more interviews scheduled so we have interviews over the summer that we can fall back on if you if you miss a solo or hey what are some cool episodes that we want to talk about in the summer can we record those early before you know things kind of get crazy with vacationing so go listen to that episode about the holidays so you can um, apply it to not only the end of the year but also the middle of the year and think about this concept for any of your other clients who have periods of the year that are a lot different or are working in seasons because, you know, then you're you're kind of always thinking of, okay, this season and the next season and taking a break and what work you can do over the break and, and all that good stuff. Okay, so let's recap the five things that you can do to help your clients avoid pod fade. Number one, weed out clients that are not motivated and are not committed with your processes and highlight what type of commitment this really is with your early on processes. Number two was understand their motivation and what type of ROI that they're really looking for. Number three was offer quarterly calls to regroup. Number four was look for ways to tighten up your workflow with them. And five was get ready for the summer or holidays early on. All right, I hope that this was helpful. I hope it gives you a lot of ideas of how to stay on top of things in your business with your clients. And this, like I said in the beginning, this is not mandatory. But I think it shows real initiative and that you are kind of anticipating problems that they may have, which is just, wow, it just totally elevates your service. So take these into consideration. Let me know maybe what you're doing already that you're like, oh, this process that I have and this way that I do things, it also helps to avoid pod fade. Let me know on Instagram. Send me a DM. Comment on my post, whatever it is that you like to do. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening each week. I super appreciate you. And I love being able to produce this show for you. All right, until next time, I'll be cheering you on. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.